Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Too Old to Die Young Season 1 Episode 6, it's called Volume 6, The High Priestess. So full spoilers for the episode as always. Apologies for the long wait uh, on this episode, it's been like two weeks or so since we did Episode 5, things have been very busy. Um, but we're here now and we're here to talk about the the next Jesus and Yuritsa focused episode, which... They seem to, I mean, not that they're the only ones that have had a 90 plus minute episode, but this is now two in a row for them, where their episode is 90 plus minutes. Uh, and this is them returning to LA uh, because Jesus has been tasked with taking back everything that's been taken from his mother's, yeah. uh, you know, area. Where, you know, she had, you know, ex territory before. Yeah. And Damien's been stepping in and taking some of it. Also, it uh, seems like more time has passed than we thought. Because I remember, I don't know if it was last episode or one before, we were kind of trying to figure out the timeline mm. of how long things have gone. But it sounded like uh, he was gone for like a year when he ran into his friend. Um, y- yeah. Um, how much of that was this since the last episode, though? I'm curious. No, no, I just mean since the start of the show, which is what we were we, we were speculating before. Yeah, but it may not have been evenly spread out. I mean, a lot of that time may have literally been since the last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. That's fair. Because um, the, st- the stuff with Martin, there was definitely a time jump between 1 and 2. Yes. Because he seemed to be... Or not 1 and 2, 1 and 3, because 2 was the last the Mexican episode. But, yeah. Um, because he seemed to be more like cust- accustomed to murdering people. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But 3, 4, 5 definitely felt quite tightly together yeah yeah um so yeah but uh so we so we open with um them being told they're going back to la uh, miguel sending them back and they're going back as a married couple uh although it doesn't seem like they've fell, fallen in love and gotten married and this is like a you know like they're, they're being tasked with being he, he, this. he just wants to get Eureka out of his house and this is an easy way to do it Yes, uh, and he wants he wants uh, Jesus to go and take control of the territory, and we actually and th- this scene is like only a few shots long, uh, but they're obviously very long shots as typical with a show. Um, there's a really nice pan where it's kind of like it shows uh, Miguel walking past them, and it's kind of like this this constant pan. It goes right all the way past Jesus, uh, mm. but there's also a shot. Um, sort of going up his body at one point which is actually mirrored later on because we get a shot with Yaritsa towards the end of the episode it's very similar uh, yeah. but it's all it's all very visually pretty and as you expect um, pretty much the next 15-20 minutes of the episode which leads up to the title screen and I actually I, I know what you tell on it took for the title screen because I was like oh we're only just getting it now yeah it, it, it didn't occur to me that it was missing until it popped up and I was like oh that took a while yeah the next 15, 20 minutes of the episode, so a nice long chunk before the title, is what I would call a, <laughs> a an example of a thorough subcontracting would be how I would describe uh, this next portion of the episode. So Alfonso, who I kept thinking to myself as a Hispanic William Dafoe, because he was reminding me of William Dafoe. Holy shit, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he comes in to give a job to someone, and at this point, we don't necessarily get the sense that he's he's sub well, subcontracting himself. Like at this point, you could just take it as he's the one who's been tasked with getting someone to do this, not so much that he's meant to have been doing it himself. Yeah. 
yeah. so he goes into this you know this uh you know mechanics and he like hey you know we've got a job for you um this will be good for the you know the bosses will like you for this he, he killed this guy and he gives him a photo of damien uh although notably damien's right hand man's also in the photo that's that's important yeah. for later <laughs> it is. And, and there's, there's some haggling that goes on here yeah he, uh, like, the price. he offers him five grand he's like no i want ten and then he's like come on i'll give you six then he's like he's like okay eight he's like no six <laughs> yeah but uh, and he's like well i want half, i want i want it all up front and he's like no no you get half up front because that's how this is done yeah half up front and so we have this this haggling scene and this takes a couple of minutes and there's a scene of him, you know, across the street from Damien's place, just watching Damien. And I can't remember what, what they were doing each time because there's a few times we see them, someone surveying them. But you know, one yeah. time they listen to music. One time he's he's uh, is he throwing knives at one point or is it darts? I can't remember. I can't remember. There, yeah. there was a variety of activities that Damien does in his his parking lot. That, yeah, that he was doing, and. You know, so he so he's watching. He's seeing all the guards, and he's like, "Okay, that seems a bit, you know, a bit tougher than I thought." And then it cuts to him going to a, a, a friend, you know, another, another guy, sort of lower down in the system, uh, goatee man, I'll call him. Um, and he's like, "Hey, this is this is good for you. They've, they've asked me to find someone." And they've, the, 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 no, they've asked for you personally. Yeah. And you, you know, like, um, he's like, "How much is it?" Oh, no, oh, one thousand, half up front. <laughs> I, I think it was two with half up front. Was it, oh, two with half up front. Um, the idea being that out of his six thousand, he'll give him two ultimately, yeah. uh, and he thinks he's getting paid a decent amount, but he's and, actually and talking. he's also like, well, this guy's probably going to get killed first during this anyway, so I'm really only giving him one. Yeah, well, that was the point at the start as well. That's why it's only half up front in case he gets killed in the the process of doing it. Then they get a discount because they've only paid him half. Exactly. Um, so. He gives him this job, and then we get a scene of Goatee Man surveying the, the, the scene and being like, okay, what do I do? And then it cuts to him at another guy's house, and this guy, and we're further down the the, 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 you know, the the ladder here because now we're at a junkie. This guy's like addicted to, to crack or whatever he's he's, he's on. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, no, $500. <laughs> I'll pay $500 to kill this guy. And he's like, can you at least give me a hit now as well? Yeah. And he's like, sure, why not? Yeah. So again, we've talked about the themes of money and power, and this is this is literally going down the the, the criminal capitalist chain. It really is <laughs> Go, yeah. going all the way down at the bottom. And the guy's like, oh, really confident, and he's like, oh, I've got until Sunday, plenty of time. And you you feel it that okay, he's trying to sound confident, but I don't believe him. He's not trustworthy. And he gives him the photo of Damien. However, he rips up in half and uses half of it to snort his cocaine. And the half that he's left with is the half that's not Damien. It's the half that's... <laughs> as soon as he rips it in half, you're like, oh, for God's sake, you know exactly where this is going. Yeah, it's Calistino that's on the other half. And so he's surveying himself and he eventually just works up the courage to do a drive-by on his motorbike. And it's, it's you know, he shoots the wrong man. And then Damien and the others run out and just, like, fire at him and he gets shot and dies. And this is where we get the title screen, and it's just this wonderful, dumbfounding thing, and all the way down. And but Joe, you know I love about it is that it's literally kind of this almost commentary on capitalism, where the buck just kept getting passed until it was someone no one would care about, because they yes. kept realizing this is dangerous, so it kept just going further down the ladder until it was someone no one's going to miss. It basically got to okay. Well, who's who's? It was always who's more desperate for the money than me. Yeah, and it just kept going down until they found someone willing to do the shit enough job yeah for low enough money and that's 
and it, yeah, and he died for it. And uh, so th- there we have, uh, you know, Jesus and and Yuritsa are in his mother's house, um, big 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 fancy house, mm, gorgeous house. And um, there's a scene where a neighbor comes by, uh, nosy neighbor, under the guise of like checking out everything, gonna take the stuff away because. Yeah. They, they they thought it was someone new moving in and thought they were going to get rid of all his mother's fancy stuff. Yeah, but no, she, I feel like she's just being nosy though. She she seems. Oh like that yeah, type. yeah. I'm just I'm trying to. I think that was the convoluted excuse. And she runs into Yaritza, who's just you know just dressed Silent, very casually as she, as she is. Yeah, she's dressed casually and she's just not really saying that. And she she has like one line where she's like C or something like that, and she gets very kind of, and it's funny because she's she, she's meant to be friends with the woman who lived here she she knows jesus you know when his jesus shows up halfway through the scene she knows who it is and she's happy to see him but she's racist as shit in the first half of this scene where she assumes that he is, is the maid uh, yeah. or the help as she actually phrases it alfonso comes out and you know she's happy to see him. He's like oh alfonso you're back blah, blah blah and then he's like oh this is my wife and it's very cold it's very because they're not really a couple it's just all, it's all very um yeah every scene with 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 uh with jesus is very uh cold and distant and there are some very uh weird overtones with when you know this is his new wife, and it's like, let's dress you up to look like my mother, you know, in, in my mother's clothes. Oh, no, sure. I mean, we'll get to that. That's a whole other kettle of fish, but, like, the way he stands here as this neighbor is, like, parading on and won't shut up and is constantly trying to make small talk and constantly trying to talk to him about everything, is he just kind of stands there, and you can tell that he is desperate for her to go, and he yeah, goes he through the motions. Water. He goes through the motions of just listening to her and ultimately makes an excuse for her to leave, and, you know, she, she does. Um, but it very much sets up the way he handles people, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But yeah, it's, he's, he dresses her up in his mother's clothes, uh, like the dress that's laid out in the bed, and um, yeah, and then says, "Oh, now you look like the, uh, the the lady of this house." I think was the phrase. Yeah, um, and they go to see Alfonso, who, uh, and they're going for weapons. They're going for guns at uh, his place, but he he also. Alfonso explains like, oh yeah, the whole Damien thing's taken care of. He's he's you know he's, he's we've done it. He's shot. <laughs> like he thinks yeah. it's completed. Um, and it becomes kind of clear that he also was passing the buck. He was also going. He down was the ordered to do it from yeah. from above, and yeah, we just didn't realize that at the start. Yeah, he you know he decided he was too. And to be fair, he carried himself like he was more important. You know, when we first met him, he did seem like he was higher up. The way he carried himself, the way you know, what he was wearing. Um, well, he undeniably was higher up, yeah. just not as high as we assumed. Yeah, or as he likes to think he is, at least. And they, you know, they, like, they're asking for guns, and she wants, like, diamonds on her, on her hand. She wants diamonds, grip. a studded grip on one side, and uh, the hangman tarot card uh, painted on the other. Yeah. Um, and he kind of jokes, also, but he's clearly attracted to her. So Alfonso keeps kind of like smiling and cracking jokes and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can do that. And blah, blah, blah. He's uh, constantly making digs at Jesus, saying, "Hey, you sure you don't want a you know a smaller gun that'll you know fit in your purse?" Yeah, yeah. He's he's trying to sort of measure his dick basically. Um, yeah. And Jesus doesn't really respond too much in this scene. I mean, he, obviously he's he does like, later. No, I want this. And, yeah, and, that, and that's it. He just plays it casual. Yeah, he's very cold and distant once again. Um, and that's very much the scene, and we realise that okay, so he thinks Damien's is dead, is dead, and he's not. We know he's not. 
So this is going to come back to bite him later, and obviously we're waiting for it to that. So there's a, there's a lot of moments in the middle of the episode where it's like long, drawn out takes of um, him by the pool, you know, uh, Jesus by the pool, and and Yuritsa kind of looking at the wardrobe or you know looking at the paintings. Yeah. Or you know, there's, there's a lot of just kind of taking in the surroundings in this. I mean, not that that's not been a thing in all of the, the episodes, but this episode especially, I felt like there was a lot of uh, just ambience in the middle. There was, and to go back to you know our theory about the sound, uh, you know, in the safe safe places. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever he was inside the home, it was uh, it was all dead. Uh, yeah, with the audio again. So that that seems to be uh, a consistent trend. So, uh, and eventually they they can have a conversation. She asks him about about his mother, and we get this story about how he he started getting involved with the family business, where he would steal his mother's drugs, distribute them at school. Uh, and make a profit and he got caught and then she would find out what he was doing and she was mad at him because you never steal from the mob you never steal from the cartel but she's actually at that point she brought him into the business and started supplying him properly to sell it and then he he can keep his cut but the but the cartel will still get their share as well yeah um and he was our oh, best mom ever. Like, that's basically his attitude. He's he's very, I mean, in his own cold, very deadpan way, he's very it, affectionate it, towards his mother. It makes sense for this character to feel like, you know, where he is, right? Yeah. Um, that said, though, there's a lot of suggestive stuff with, like, him thinking about his mother, then looking at Yuritsa and, and her clothes, and obviously that's culminates at the end of the episode, but uh, I just don't want to... <laughs> like... They they are like because I think early on in the episode when when she's about to get dressed to go out for the gun like there's a scene where he comes into like the big walk-in closet where she's staying because they're in different bedrooms and it kind of it shows that at the start of the episode, yeah. um and she's she's sort of standing there with her underwear just like holding a pair of high heels and just kind of staring at him and it very much feels like okay they're not a thing yet but they're probably going to end up like succumbing to sexual tension uh, later in the episode or or whenever. Um, and it would almost be a very kind of tranquil, erotic, slow build of like attraction if it wasn't for the fact that it's bathed in. I want you to wear my mother's clothes, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the lines of dialogue at the end of the episode because they really bring it to a creepy place. They do, but even this was already. It's like here's my sexy new wife. Wear my mother's dress. <laughs> oh. Um... I don't know if it was a, a Spanish version of Norman, but I'm feeling like Norman Bates vibes coming from him at this point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so they have this conversation, and then this is where the next big scene takes place for me, where Alfonso comes over, uh, and he's here, and he's you know he's like, oh, I always loved this house. He's talking about the paintings. He's talking about how wealthy it is. He's, and, and he's just like, no, you never come to this house. You've never really been here much because. You you were allowed here. Yeah, because he's yeah because even because the first thing he says to him is you're not supposed to come here. Like you know that business doesn't come to this house. Like this house is safe yeah. from all the cartel stuff. We do, um, uh, at least to a point. Obviously, we know his mother had cocaine all over the place when she when he was younger. But I wonder if like things changed over time because it was yeah. maybe safer or whatever. But anyway, no, notably, this was one of the only scenes inside the house where there was ambient noise. Yeah, because the dangerous presence, the outside element, was here. Yeah, but he, um, you know, he's been very yuppie the way he's talking, and he's he's constantly sort of like, you know, posing when he sees your reach over by the couch. She's she's in this little sort of sitting room that's off to the side. Yeah, um, like painting nails or something. He smells at her. He comes in and makes small talk, and he's like, "Oh, there's a problem to talk about, um, but it's not a big thing. Don't worry about it." But before he even gets to what he's what he's here to tell him, he's like, "Oh, but I also brought this," and he gets the box out and he he open you know opens the box for her, and it's and it's 
and it's her gun. And yep. uh, talk of suggestive scenes, I mean, I don't even know if it's a suggestion at this point, but she picks but up no, the gun. this is just outright. And she starts stroking the gun like it's a penis, and, you know, with both hands, and then kind of, like... And, it's, and he's just kind of watching and smirking and kind of chuckling to himself, like, oh, oh she's flirting with he's me. Like, he's like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Um, and, like, we could argue about her her motivation to do that in the scene is. I mean, I, I think from a, an analysis point of view, it's the fact that he's waving his dick around, basically constantly, and I think she knows that he's about to get put down. Like, um, The bigger they are, the harder they fall. <laughs> sure <laughs> very intentional choice of words there uh sure um in my experience they don't fall down when they get hard but i mean that's that's not uh, that's not here <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um but you know so and, he, he's, he's, he, and there's a lot of moving around in this scene he's walking around and, and the whole time jesus is more or less static and in the same place waiting for him to get to his goddamn point like and he doesn't say anything he's just he every so often he prods him yeah um but he's ultimately there's like oh you know that guy we're supposed to kill you know do, do you mean uh slay hiccup <laughs> killed the wrong guy but don't worry about it we'll, we'll, we'll get him next time yeah and he you know he plays it off like it's nothing and then the tone of the scene shifts it shifts very dramatically when jesus Makes it very clear. You know, he's, he was the insult. He's, he's a wet back, he calls him. A uh, wet back, which I googled because I had no idea what this was because I'd never heard it before. I'd heard it before, but remind me what it means because it's not something I'm. So, a wet back is a Mex- an illegal Mexican uh, living in the United States. Right, okay, okay. Um, did it say why, you know, where it, how, how, what, like. What, what I, I didn't look into the origin of the yeah, phrase. Yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering wh- why Why does a wetback mean that, you know, in terms of... I, I don't know. I didn't look that far. I just okay. I just that's wondered a... what it was in context as to why he was insulted by this. And I thought, okay, I need to look this up. Oh, yeah, he's he's immediately up. He's like, wait, what did you just say to me? And then he, he's almost going to feign getting angry about it, right? And then it's yeah, like... it's, it's this idea that, you know, okay, the, the, the insult is saying that you're illegitimate. You know, you know I, I, I've got a right to be here and you don't. Uh, and it, it's kind of putting him down. Yeah, but he gets up and very quickly he explains to them that he is nothing, that he's the boss here, and you're going to go and fix this. You're going to go and make sure this is this is corrected, and then you're never going to speak to me again. You, you'll you'll contact uh, your reach out when you have something that needs to be contacted about, and you will never see me again. You'll never come here again. Um, and he makes it very clear. And then the scene ultimately goes to a place where he makes him get on all fours and bark like a mule. Yes. Not like a dog, notably. No, because it's I I I understood it was bray like a mule, which is uh, so I don't know why they chose to change that. Yeah, he definitely said bark in the scene. Because he did, he definitely said bark. Because I noticed. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen, when he said bark, I expected him to say like a dog, but he said like a mule. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, you know, he gets about all fours, and he's like, oh, you can't be serious. Because at this point, he's already realized that he's out of his depth. Because he talks, because he just says, oh, look at the way you dress. Is that even real gold? It looks like your mum painted it on, kind of thing. He belittles yeah. him so much. It's like, you know, if it goes back to that scene earlier on, where, he, you know, where Alfonso, uh, and I, I keep wanting to say William Defoe, <laughs> where he insulted, he tried, he tried to, you know, mess with him and talk about his manhood and say, oh, he's got a smaller gun, blah, blah. In this scene, he's like, no, like, like, it's I am all more, just posturing. Yeah, I am more powerful than you. Do you know what this scene actually made me think of in a bizarre way? 
Uh, the scene in Dark Knight Rises where Ben Mendelsohn's, you know, going nuts because he's, he's angry about his dump trucks and he mentions that he's in charge and Bane just puts his hand on his shoulder and goes, do you feel in charge? Uh, you know, it's that moment. That's what this scene is. <laughs> it is, it is. Because he's saying, oh, yeah, look at all what you're wearing. You know, do you all shop at the same mob clothes shop? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's pathetic. And he's like, you can't be serious. And, you know, Yuritsa just points the gun at him, you know, showing that she's clearly on his, you know, Jesus' side here. Yeah, and uh, and by definition, more powerful than than Mexican William Defoe. Yeah, yeah. So, no, really, really powerful scene in what it's doing, um, in setting up the mentality here. Um, and obviously, we keep hearing throughout the episode that he's here to reclaim all the territory, uh, much of which has been taken by Damien uh, in the past year or whatever. And you know, that's kind kind of it. Um, there was one scene we kind of glossed over though. Uh, they run into his friend, his old friend, in the supermarket who yeah. invites them to a party and, if, and you know Jesus kind of turns it down he's like oh no we'll see you we've got you know things to do we, we might be busy yeah yeah uh, but he's, he's kind of like a typical typical like frat dude kind of thing yeah he used to you know uh Jesus used to you know hook him up with the drugs like presumably like with all his friends it, and, you know and he was obviously local yeah uh so it's after this where the, the his party he lives close by, you so so they hear the music and they even see the flashing lights of the the party. Yeah, so it's just you know just down the street by the look of it. Yeah, and you know he or Yarisa wants to go. She's like, oh, should we go? I want to go, and he doesn't want to go. He just does not have has no interest in integrating himself into that old life. He doesn't want to kind of go back to like what he was before, kind of thing. Because now he's no, this. He, he's he's better than that now. Yeah, he he wants to be what he is now and not what he was before uh but she you know arguably out of curiosity to see what his past is like arguably out of like her own curiosity just to see what this you know this this life is like presumably she's not really experienced much of america before yeah um and she gets dressed up and this is where i was talking about the uh the shot of going up her legs and sort of like revealing her outfit except this is way more stylized than the opening shot uh in mexico because uh, the, the 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 red lights give her this kind of red silhouette kind of thing going, yeah. and it's a really it's pretty shot. Um, but she she you know she walks down and just goes into the, the back gate of this this party, and ends up um, you know, in there kind of just almost no one's even really paying attention to her. She's kind of going in. She's uh, just in like one of the bedrooms, I think. Silent. Well, eventually, yeah. But we see her go through yeah. the whole house. We see her go through oh, like, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 pool and then the the you know the sitting area or whatever. And there's people around, but no one's really paying attention to her. No one's like asking her who she is or whatever. And I know it's a party, so obviously there's lots, lots of people around. But it doesn't seem like it's that busy either. That I, I you know, if someone knew that pop up, they would probably notice. But it's probably one of those things where everyone just assumes that someone else knows her. Well, yeah. If you think about it in a logical, like, real world sense, sure. But I'm, I'm thinking more of a thematic sense, like the idea that no one even pays attention to her. She just slips in, and no one cares. Um, She's has uh, been pretty consistent. She's been. Uh overlooked yeah um but yeah she ends up sauntering up to a bedroom in one of the big bathrooms in the bedroom so it's not a big house it's a very rich neighborhood clearly um yeah and she's just kind of looking at the various perfumes and stuff and this girl turns out to be the the friend's sister younger sister um is asking where you know who she is and why she's here and when she kind of says enough for her to get, oh wait, you're Jesus's wife. I, you know, my brother's told told me about you. Oh, this is great. Oh, you come and come and hang with us. And she takes her into the bedroom, and who's sitting there? But Janie. Um, I know. And then finally, things are coming together in a way didn't really expect them to. 
Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we already had the connection with Damien. Um, yeah, but I wasn't, this is... well, I wasn't expecting it to go through this side as well. Yeah, um, where Jenny's there and they're sitting asking her questions. Um, and... Yeah, and uh, one of the comments she makes makes me, you know, talking about, you know, how much time's passed. And, and you say, oh, maybe between, you know, the last episode and this one. She mentions that Martin just got stabbed, right? Again, another long drawn out scene with a kind of questioning her, and you know, Yuris is given given a little reply here or there. Um, you know, like because because at one point they say, "Oh, you got married," like so. When are you due? And she's like, "Due." It's like, "Well, you're pregnant, right?" It's like, "No." Well, why did you get married then? Because we wanted to, um, which isn't true, obviously. But... No, but the idea of that feels like such a foreign concept to them in that room. Yeah, they're like, "Wait, what?" Um, is this common in Mexico? Uh, and you know, Jenny's like, oh, don't, don't be racist. Don't stop asking weird questions like that. Um, and you know, eventually they start taking cocaine and whatever. And she, oh, and they're asking questions about Jesus and and, and Jesus's mother. And you know, she's like, oh, I wouldn't know, even though she does know. Like, she actually literally had the conversation. Yeah. And Jenny uh, calls her out and says, like, you're a liar. Yeah. Um, well, she doesn't call her a liar. She says you're lying. It's, it's, it's very specific yeah. because she's. She can basically tell and says, "No, I know you're lying right now." And it's not. She she actually says right after, "I don't care," but you're lying. Like I can tell. Yeah. Um, and the scene then goes to this place where they make this uh, bet based on her being able to tell if 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 she's lying. The, the the sister makes the bet on behalf of both of them. Yes, yes. They 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 don't seem to really care. They just kind of agree to it afterwards. But um, she's going to do the, the two truths and a lie, and. Uh, if Janie uh, wins, then she has to come to this other party that they're going to or whatever uh, soon. And, and bring some free cocaine. Yeah. Uh, but if if Eurisa wins, she gets to... And she just sort of thinks this on the spot. She's like, oh, you get to slap Janie. Yeah, he's just like, screw it, slap that, why not? <laughs> so, what's the three things she says? She says, one, I was born in a cave. Two, I've killed 23 people. And yeah. three... Something about a mother, I think. Uh, she was abandoned by her mother, I think. Was it? Might be it. Yeah. Um, and I thought the joke here. I'm I not. Mean, I was expecting it to be a funny scene. I know. I know exactly where you're yeah. going. I thought it was going to be she killed 24 people. Yeah, she killed 24 people, not 23. Um, yeah. but she, you know, she says, "Oh, you ain't killed 23 people," and then she walks up She's very like, slowly. At least make it easy. Yeah, she walks up very slowly, gets gets over close to her, and then slaps her really goddamn hard. And then slaps her a second time when she's on the floor in pain. Yeah. Um, and the friend's it, just cackling. Yeah, and it's, again, it's this power uh, kind of angle uh, that mm. they're, they're, they're playing into. Um, so again, again, the episode's full of all the, the all the themes that we've been expecting. That there's there's power, there's money, uh, there's the way women are treated, specifically the way that the uh, William Defoe treats Yuritsa and thinks yeah. that he can get away with. Up to a point. Absolutely. I thought it was really interesting here at the end between Eureka and Jenny. We have the, the partners of our two, you know, uh, opposite uh, male, not protagonists, but, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's funny because I mean, we were assuming that they're going to be on opposite sides and eventually there's going to be like a, you know, hero's not quite the right word, but they're going to be antagonists to each other, right? Um, yeah. But that's the, up until this point, that is an assumption. No, it is. It's just the the, the assumption because. Hazus involved with the cartel, and uh, and Martin is 
more or less on Damien's side. Not not necessarily through choice, but he is kind of on that I, side. So they're on opposite sides. I almost wonder if like they're going to think they're like they're enemies until they actually kind of relate to each other and decide that they both want to be something Quite else. Possibly. Like, yeah. uh, but know, I, just, I just thought it was interesting here that those are what we assume are the two opposing sides. And you know their their partners are meeting, and it becomes this power play between them, right? Mm. And uh, well, yeah, you read to literally just slaps Janie down. I think, uh, I think an interesting theme that maybe we haven't talked about as much, but it is kind of throughout here in some ways is the idea of how important a mother is to a lot of these characters. Um, you know, John Hawks, like his mother has been a kind of a big factor in his thing, him taking care of her. Um, the fact that Janie's mother isn't around, that she's dead. Yeah, no, I think I think this actually kind of boils back down to the, the treatment of women and how they treat their mothers so differently to all the other women. Okay, sure, yeah. I think it's kind of a an offshoot of that theme. Uh, do we know much about Martin's mother? I don't think we know anything about Martin's mother, actually. I don't recall. Is it possible that he just never met his mother and that's going to be like, you know, maybe part of the explanation as to why he is the way he is, why he's so... It's possible. The, the yeah. idea that all the mothers are kind of what make make men care about things, that, that you know, teach them morals and, and feelings. And Martin just never had that. Possibly. I don't know. I, I don't think I can tell you anything about Martin's family at all, yeah. to be honest Although, with you. definitely, to, of course, to Yuritsa, who did know her mother and was abandoned, which obviously creates a different, you know, uh, dynamic. Yeah. But... Um, it's just, no, it's just, it's just funny. Like, a lot of the characters do have some kind of story with their mother. Uh, now that we know Yuritsa's a little bit, so uh, yeah. And Jesus is obviously we always knew his mother was in punk. That's what you know kickstarted this whole thing. But I don't think we'd realize the extent of it until this episode. Yeah. Um. So no, she goes back, and he's like, "Oh, was the party good or whatever?" Because he he's, he's on his own, and he ends up going up to like her bedroom. And she's just sort of lying in the bedroom with the the bathrobe or dress on or whatever it is that you know was his mother's, and he he asks you know how was the party, um. And the conversation gets to a really weird place, mm. where he he starts you know talking about or because she, she she says to him, oh do you want to like you know feel your mother do you want to like hear your mother and see your mother, and then he says, I want to taste her. So if you weren't getting weird, problematic incest vibes from the way he idolized his mother before, um, certainly this is where it kind of came out at full force. Um, and she yeah. just kind of opens her legs a little bit and says, well, you know, what's stopping well, you? Or go on then or whatever. Um, and, the, you know, the episode ends with him crawling towards her. So, um, I mean, maybe we're reading this too literal, the way he's talking about his mother like this, but... Um... Yeah, it's possible. I think a part of it is Yuritsa is replacing that, not necessarily as a literal mother figure for him, but more, you know, she's she's the real power here. She's going to be the one running this stuff here. Um, you know, he he's aware that he's not actually the person running this, and she's kind of the real power here, uh, much like his mother was. Yeah, maybe. I, I uh, probably yeah, probably some of that. I, I think maybe just this idea of like him needing a, a figure to kind of 
like you know the idea that he did it on himself he, he, he started by himself and then you know his mother kind of roped him in and it became a stronger thing where he became better at what he did because of it and he became who he is because of that mm. the idea that he needs someone to model himself after he needs someone to kind of direct him um yeah and he's felt lost without that and that she's kind of becoming that for him um th- i mean i feel like though there's <laughs> there's not too many ways to misinterpret though do you want it's, to do you want to see your mother a- and touch your mother no i want to taste her and then goes into it's frustratingly literal isn't it <laughs> yes um you know like like obviously we're talking about the the, the added deeper meanings but I'm pretty sure all of that is on top of the literal. Yeah, the the literal is there, um, and it's not like she seems weirded out by it. She she's going down that path. She she's you know. Oh, I said she she opens it. her legs. Like, Come on, man. Yeah, um, so somehow you make that sound like so unappealing. <laughs> Go on then. I mean, in context of this. I'm yeah, okay like that. I say, that this would be a very kind of sensual erotic scene if it wasn't for the yeah, I want to taste my mother uh, yeah, part yeah. of it. <laughs> it really puts a damper on it, doesn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah, once again, the the, the episode is is full of of the the the, the, the core th- you know three themes that it's been that's been dealing with all season, um, and it is interjecting or interconnecting a little bit with the the other world that we already know, which is you know Martin's world with Damien and yeah, Jane. it's fascinating to see them back over in you know in la and kind of close to to that world again you know because yeah it was they were so separate before and even though we knew you know he'd come from here and you know and and this is kind of what started it 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 was hard to actually picture him in la doing this stuff until now yeah um and i mean the the core mission statement for him this episode is he's back to regain power and that's literally what he does with william defoe He, he literally just you know makes makes his power felt in that scene and makes sure he knows that he's the one in charge um yeah. it's so much about that um so I, I i'm excited to see how that clashes with martin's story and we'll see uh presumably next episode we'll see martin and and everyone else uh and i i want to see uh um more of damien's response to all of this yeah yeah does he ask martin to go and whack someone very possibly yeah yeah very possibly uh so you know and that girl that woke up in the desert um or not woke up you know what i mean like out of the box in the desert like like is she just gone did martin catch up with her and you know like is looking sure after we'll or something? yeah like, you know like we, we have things to check and, and find out so yeah um no uh no a good episode not shocking mm, really was i will say this for something that was over 90 minutes for an episode of tv which i usually feel i didn't feel the length in this one no, I didn't either. I think I felt it more in the the last one that was ninety minutes. I did too. Uh, I, I think this one was an, I think it was a better episode than episode two, um, because it just it felt like it was playing more on the because you know, we spent so much time with the, the 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 old dawn. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit unfair on episode two because it was intro- It was almost like a second episode one with the amount it was introducing. Yeah, which almost is a hard thing to swallow for an episode two because you feel like, oh, I've just started the show, I'm ready to go you into just the like, I want to get moving, and then it's like, hang on a second. Whereas this episode, it feels like we've had enough development of the characters that I understand both of them really well and where yeah. they are, and um, I feel like it, it, it did a lot for both of them because it feels like it feels like it's kind of even between them as a pair, and then I think it switches to to jesus for his big scene where he regains power but then it switches back to yuritsa for her big scene 
um, with I Janie. Think one of my favorite things about the the Hazu scene where he's the one you know regaining the power is the threat is still the whole time actually from Yuritsa. She's the one holding the gun. She's the yeah. one that actually you know when when Alfonso is like, ah, come on, you're you're just joking around. It's her with the gun that makes him go down, not anything that he said. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I, I think he'd be able to, like, without Yuritsa, I don't think... No, he would, but it, it was this impression that, no, she's the real power here right now, even though he's the one making all the commands, well, she's he, the one holding the gun. Here's, here's the thing about Jesus, uh, though, where I think what makes this actually interesting is that, as we said, Miguel wanted rid of her, and I think he wanted rid of her because he realised that she was a threat to his power, because she is someone who could take it for herself. And I think the difference with Jesus is that he's actually more than willing to have her be in power and be like an equal or or even He's happy to just go along with it. You know, as long as he gets his cut like he did when his mum was giving him, you know, cocaine to sell. Well, no, I think that's maybe boiled down a little bit too simple. I think it's just that he wants to... I think he wants to be important, but I think he's happy for her to be equal or even in charge. And yeah. he 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 I mean, as, as, as much as he is this criminal and, and all the rest of it, he is more progressive and that he's quite happy for someone who is more qualified uh, as a woman to be in charge. Um, yes. And he is okay with that, whereas Miguel isn't. So as much as that she's ultimately ended up with like sanctioned power almost by being here, he like Miguel's happy that she's far away and that he's not dealing with her. And... I'll, you know, Jesus is quite happy to to be a part of this, and you know, and I think I think he almost learns that about himself over the course of the episode, and she learns that about him over the course of the episode too, which is why at the end they do kind of come together. Um, yeah. You know, plus I, I the creepy incest part. One of one of the most interesting is, is Jesus. We kind of have what his his goal is. He he wants to regain territory. He wants to just you know be a part of the family, right? Uh, mm. You know, and and carry on what his mum's legacy was. With Yuritsa, what I just don't know what's her motivation. What's what does she want out of all of this? Because I don't think she just wants the power. No, I don't either. Especially the way she she was, um, yeah, uh, in episode two, um, um, unless she does want the power so she can change the way it works. I mean, she... it might be that she wants the power to do something, you know, with mm. it. Um, but uh, you know, it's not. Whereas Jesus, I feel like he wants the position and the territory just because, you know. Oh, his mother had that t- position in territory, and he he feels like okay, that should be his as well, uh, you know, for a sense of belonging. Yeah. Uh, rather than to do anything with it, let's say. Whereas, she feels like she has uh, loftier goals. Yeah, presumably we'll see what some of those goals are. So, uh, but that has been episode six of Tool to Die Young. Uh, we'll be back next time, episode seven. Um, and the the plan going forward, because obviously it took a while to get to episode six, is to just kind of try and hit one per week, uh, which is a bit slow than we usually do these binge shows. But other shows are starting, um, and these ones tend to be a bit longer and uh, harder to squeeze in. So uh, the goal is to just do a bit one per week. So uh, we will be back with episode seven. Uh, nothing's nothing's been abandoned. Don't worry about that. It, uh, it is being finished because we enjoy it too much. So let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can support us over at Patreon, patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as $1 per month and you get bonuses, you get some early stuff, you get some exclusives um, and you also get stuff. There's a, even if you're not going to be a patron, there's a handy post at the top that has all the links to all the different shows we do, all the different audio feeds we have and you can check out that. It also gets on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz. Uh, you can do that and check out other content we're doing. Uh, Main Hunter Season 2 is coming from Netflix in a couple of weeks' time, uh, so we'll be doing that. Uh, we also have Dear White People Season 3 coming. Um, so, you know, uh, check out all the Lots other Lots of exciting doing. content. Uh, but that's us. So otherwise, thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>